The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 27th, 2017, season 13, episode number 63. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton. We're joined, we're live at the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and uh, it's a day when we're going to get you guys ready for the upcoming game. Cowboys will take on the Redskins this Sunday. It'll be a 325 kick, and uh, we're going to get you ready today. Make sure you guys know all you need to know heading into that game. Uh, so you know exactly what to be looking for. How's everybody doing this morning? Great. Awesome. <laughs> it's too cold. It's too cold outside. Um, I Feels, just so who's been the grump now, Miss Grumpy Pants? <laughs> yeah, there, like, I hate the cold. I cannot stand it. I'm from an island. You want to try like a... My bones hurt. I'm try a sweater or a your sweatshirt. Your bones maybe? hurt? It's when like it's too cold, yeah. 50 degrees. It's not even that cold. It's freezing outside. Yes, Feels... Wait till tonight. Fan it's going to be really cold tonight. Fantastic. For here. This is like the best weather in the world. It like is. I 50 love degrees. Just need a jacket. I'd rather sweat. Awesome. You just laying out on this. Just, How did we get to weather time? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I didn't know we were just talking Cowboys, but I didn't realize. <laughs> hey, oh, I mean, if shot. Seriously, we just heard one second in there of uh, from Mickey oh. talking, and I heard weather. What do you mean it's too cold? I just don't understand how anyone says it's too cold when they're wearing a tank top. Point. <laughs> Not in here. Well, I'm talking about outside. I do have a jacket. Okay? Layers. But it's still a point. Like, he's Lay- got a point. Layers. No, my arms like to be free, and my armpits, the pits, Whoa, pits, hey. <laughs> like to breathe. <laughs> okay, uh, oh, moving on. Breathe. I like it. Peats. Sorry, the accent just comes out sometimes. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this thing. Um, let's first talk about some news that that broke yesterday. After we spent a little while yesterday talking about Kellen Moore, <laughs> yeah, Cowboys decided, hey, you know, it's, we got other things we need to be concerned about, and so uh, they do need to make a move. They bring up uh, Blake Jarwin from their practice squad. He's a tight end, um, and as a part of that, they release Kellen Moore. Talk to me about why all that went down yesterday. Well, I think more than anything, the Cowboys like Blake Jarwin. They they do, and regardless of what fans think or know or what the tight end that they want them to put on the roster, uh, Blake Jarwin's a guy that they, they like. He's, he's a big-body player who uh, was getting some interest from, from other teams, and that's what happens when you when – you, um, you're about to they're about to lose him and they're like well we don't want to and we have this roster spot they've been waiting on and and that's kind of what they decided to do so uh, I don't know if Blake Jarwin's gonna play I don't know if he'll be active I, I know he's going to Washington he's not going to uh, uh he's not gonna go uh duck hunting I believe is what he was gonna do this weekend that was his plan that was his Before. plan so he called his buddy up and said hey man I, I don't go, think, man. I don't think I can go and he's like why he's like because I got signed to the team as a professional football player. and he said uh yeah if you show up in oklahoma i'm gonna kick your ass that's what his friend told yeah. him so yeah he was excited, a good friend excited for him obviously and yeah. uh but yeah, i don't know what this means you know long term i just know that kellen moore was expendable and they let him go what kind of what kind of player is this dave is this is this a 
a, a blocking type tight end? Is this a guy that catches balls? Is he both? Like what? What kind of player is he? I think his he's more of a pass catcher than like a tenacious blocker. But I think he's good enough at. I mean, he's a he's an all around tight end. He played in college. He played in one of those wide open type of offenses, though Oklahoma State. I mean, like I. This guy, yeah, the Oklahoma State guy. Looking at him more as a receiver than some type of mauler blocker. And I think Nick's right. This is really more about we found this guy. We developed him all summer. We think he's a good player, and we don't want to lose him. We especially don't want to lose him to a division rival. This isn't – I would be surprised if he's active, but they don't – Didn't hear any team that was interested. Was it – What's that? I didn't hear any team that was the, – the, the widely accepted reporters that was Philly. Philly. Yeah. 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 Um, Seems like a guy that would they would use there. But, you, I mean, and, you know, like, Rico, I said this yesterday on Twitter, Rico was the talk of training camp, justifiably so, with the plays that he made in, in the preseason. But I specifically remember, because, uh, you know, when it gets down to cut day, like, when you're getting down to that final week, actually, I think we were at the telethon. Um, Brad Sham and I had a long conversation with Jason Witten about the roster and just, like, what it's probably going to look like, what they might do. And Jason Witten, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, was like um, 89, Blake Jarwin, he'll, he won't be here because somebody else will get him. Like, he's a really good player. He won't make it through to the practice squad. Somebody else will sign him. Really? That was yeah. back then. He that was in August. Him. Jason Witten was like, this guy's a damn good player, and I doubt we can hold on to him. So take that for what it's worth. Like, yeah. the best, one of the best to ever play tight end thinks he's a damn good player. So, so. let me so let me ask this, and this may be well ahead, and tell me if this is way too early to have this conversation, but – when you bring this guy up because you feel like you just wanted to hold on to him, you got Rico on IR. What is that saying about Hannah and Swain? I mean, obviously they're here this year. They're going to be here this year, but going into next year, yeah, it it certainly doesn't look like they are cemented as players that will be here. Right. It says don't buy a house. I mean, (laughs) apartment, just get an apartment for that. I mean, Swain and Hannah, I mean, both of them, Pretty good at what they're doing, but and I think Hannah is is on restrict unrestricted free agent, right? I don't think so. I think he's got one year. He signed a three year. Did he not sign a three year extension in twenty fifteen? Need that gray book. I think he did. Um, um, got to keep one in here for you. I need to make one for myself. They used to make it PR. We got left out. Um, but it, I think that he is. Um, basically, the, those guys are going to be. You know, I mean, they're, if they're not free agents next year, I mean, James James Hannah signed through 2018. Okay, uh, and Blake as a draft pick, Jeff Swaim has one year left on his deal too. So I mean, honestly, I think this says more about Rico Gathers than Jeff Swaim. Really, or, or uh, for now, or for the future, or both? At least for right now. I mean, I, he's not eligible to come back to the roster till next week anyway. But he's he's not practicing. He's been eligible to practice for two weeks. And again, you know, I've said this a million times. You don't want to speculate about a head injury because that's dicey and it's, you know, it's not like a hamstring or a broken bone where it's like, well, everything will be better after this amount of weeks. For all I know, he's still dealing with that. But didn't we think something was kind of weird there when this happened to begin with? I mean, when you go to when you put a guy on IR for something like a concussion and then as of I mean, it it, it would surprise me if he is brought back to the roster next week. Let's put it that way. Um, and that's weird. at this point you're thinking Especially now that they brought in another tight, they brought right. up another tight end. There right. really is no room for him to right. make, unless you're going to get rid of somebody. Which Jarwin doesn't seem like they want to let him go. No. You're not going to get rid of one of those other two guys. So I will, I will say this. Uh, 
much like, you know, I think we we expect Kellen Moore to be back here, do we not, as a practice, as a practice squad player? Yes. So, so there's nothing there's nothing keeping Blake Jarwin on the 53 for any sort of length of time. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Not a rule. What's that? It's not a rule. It, it's a rule if you sign somebody from somebody from else's practice team, squad. but Your own team. They haven't That's done right. this recently, but in 2014, Keith Smith bounced between That's the practice squad and the 53 about eight times. Yeah, but isn't the difference here that the reason they brought him up, presumably, is because another team wanted him. If you're going to try to get him back to the practice right. squad, you cut him, he's going somewhere else. Right. But, I mean, and, and I don't know the mechanics of all of this, but I assume Philly wanted him because they're dealing with something. Maybe Zach Ertz pulled his hammy or something. I don't know. But three weeks from now, will they still want him as much as they do right now? I don't know. But... There's nothing other than their desire to keep him keeping Jarwin on the roster. You know what I mean? Like, there's no rule that he has to be there. So this isn't some type of set-in-stone decision, but it is weird when you think about tight end and you think about the fact that Rico is presumably, at least according to the rules, he's close to coming back, but I don't see that happening in the immediate future. All right, let's uh, let's move down to some uh, injury talk. Let's talk first about Malik Collins, who showed up on the injury report yesterday, had not been on the injury report earlier in the week uh, with a foot injury, was limited in practice. Do we know anything about his injury and, and how serious it may be with regards to him playing this weekend? Well, I, I was going to say this yesterday before I even knew about this injury, is that, um, but now the injury gets us talking about him because we haven't been. In a while, you know, when you think about it, the last three weeks, I mean, I, I was kind of like, has he played? I mean, I don't. But remember. he's playing one technique. I understand. Right? I understand. It's a position that doesn't get a lot of um, notoriety unless you're making a lot of plays. And it, early on, he kind of was, and then we, it's he's kind of fallen off of some. Um, but you know, I think he'll be okay. I mean, I, he's limited on a Thursday. Added to it, let's see what happens here today. But uh, it might just we, we've seen this boy three or four times already this year of these players added to the injury report on a Thursday um you know and they've all played I believe maybe not Chaz Green I don't think um Durant last week but yeah for them I mean well then you know then I know Chaz didn't and I guess Durant so maybe it's been more 50 50 and uh Byron Jones was someone that got added Tyron I mean like they're David yeah, Frazier these guys so you know, I don't know what's happening in this Wednesday practice, but it seems like it's pretty physical. They're getting after it. Yeah. I, I, it, a foot injury, that could just be, you know, kind of just step the wrong way, step on somebody's foot, you know. Our timings, our timing sucks with this because he got hurt, or we knew he was hurt at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and we haven't had a chance to talk to anybody since then. So we'll see. Okay. You want to do the show at, like, 5 p.m.? or? I'm here at 5 p.m., so actually that would get in the way of cover four, so sorry. Can't do that. that get in the way of cover four. Can't get in the way of cover you know, four. And this is way off the subject. No, it's not, actually. You should have mentioned it earlier. What? Go ahead, whatever you're about <laughs> no, to No, I was going to say, way, this is way off the subject. I just saw it on, on the TV screen. That y'all see a hit last night? Yes. That was great. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a more vicious hit, and I don't even know if it was dirty. It just oh. was so vicious. You didn't see it? Nick's guy, Kiko. Yeah, Kiko Alonzo. And it was just – I don't think I've seen a player be that knocked out, like the way he looked, like in kind of was raising his hand. And I don't know, it's kind of scary. Right. You kind of have moments where, like, you're forced to confront how horrifically violent football is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's easy to kind of forget about it when everybody's wearing a helmet and you're watching on TV. But 
when you see Joe Flacco like not know where he is at, and you're just and like, you can oh, see yeah. his face because the helmet came yeah. off. And you're like, oh, these yeah. guys really like play a dangerous game. I mean, I've said this a hundred times before, and I and I'll say it again. I guess they're never gonna change the rule, but I, I hate it for the defensive players. I really do. I, I feel like that. As a, and these running quarterbacks, they got to just piss off defensive players because it's like they play as long as they want to play. And then when they decide the game, the play is over to them, then they can slide and you can't touch me. I hate that rule. I really, I think behind the line of scrimmage, protect them any way you want to. You can't touch them. You can't hit them. You can't do anything. But if you come to this side of the tracks, you come over here, you're trying to score in, in my end zone then there's no sliding and all that. If you want to come over here, if you don't, then stay in your precious pocket and throw passes. I hate that. And you know what I actually – And he runs, 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 and then says, I'm going to slide. And, like, Kiko Alonso is supposed to just hold up at the last second. I mean – I actually personally believe that sliding makes the game more dangerous. And here's why. Because if you you see a running back or a person that's running the ball, typically a receiver – Usually when they're in a situation where they're confronted by uh, someone that's trying to tackle them, they either lower their shoulder or in the case of some receivers, when they go across the middle, they catch the ball and you'll see them, a defender's coming, they get down. They don't slide, they get down. Sliding, you put yourself in a more vulnerable position. You're giving yourself up. So if a guy can't readjust at the last minute, you're going to take the kind of hit that you took last night as opposed to if that quarterback dies or goes down or just protects himself from the tackle by lowering his shoulder. Either way, he's more defending himself than he is when he gives himself up and the defender can't adjust in enough time to stop himself from hitting him. I actually think sliding is worse for the game than better for the game, personally. It's fair. I mean, I I just think you're, we're, at, we're asking these players, and, and especially on the college level, and it's happening in high school too. These guys get – and there's no replay in that. I mean, these guys get ejected for plays, you know, and they're crunching down, and all of a sudden a guy leans down and he hits him in the head, and then it's targeting, and we, and you look at it super slow-mo, and you're like, wow, he was targeting him in the head when really it was like, boom. I mean, you can't. So fast, yeah. Because if you even watch that play in, in, in live motion, it's it's so it happens so quickly. I agree with you. I don't know that he had the ability, the defender had the ability to readjust after Flacco decides he's going to slide. You know, it's just it happens so quickly. It's hard to, to really determine. That might have been one of the – I mean, two weeks ago, we had one of the best Thursday night games. Yeah. And this might have been the worst. 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing and a, just more fights than, I mean, I remember when, when I moved here and the first time I watched football, I watched it and I'm like, oh, my God, like, why do people enjoy this game? What's <laughs> the point? Why do you even want to play this game, get hit, fall on the ground – Get back up, get hit again, fall again, it's and over awesome. and over. Well, <laughs> and now you're all in. I, I right? was shocked when I first saw that. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on? But then, yeah, now here I am, and, and, now, and now you're sweating the one and gets... getting into the game. Oh, run, yeah. catch the ball, got, hit that guy. You got no. the bloodlust like the rest of us. <laughs> all right, let's get back into this. We do need to talk about inactives. Um, I think there are obviously a few guys that we know will be inactive. You got Dan Bailey. You got I'm going to put Cheeto on that list. I assume there's yeah. no way he plays. Uh, Darren McFadden. Um, I assume Byron Bell will probably be inactive. He was inactive last week. Seems like they were okay running with seven offensive linemen, so I think he'll probably be inactive. That gets you to four. Who else do you think makes the inactive list? Obviously, you got Kyle Wilbur, who has mispracticed this week with a knee injury. you got Justin Duran, who they made inactive last week. 
Um, you've got Blake Jarwin, who they just brought up. It's likely he's going to probably be an act because they're yeah. not going to have what five I'd, tight ends active I'd go with him uh, i'm sorry four ac- active tight ends so let's put blake on there and then that gets you to five who are the other two that you think actually end up on the end i think one of those linebackers is safe durant the, or wilbur yeah well you could say one of those two guys well yeah durant or wilbur one of those two will be inactive yeah okay so who's the other got to get to seven seventh guy we do we have to let's let's say that we have to <laughs> um I mean, Noah Brown is always a candidate. He's always up there. Um, he made a nice block, though, last week. It's true. I mean, he did, and he, and he got to play. You don't have to sell game. me. Um, it's just it just doesn't. Forget. I mean, could sit Vincent Mayo again. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Wait, had... was that? We never really talked about that. Was that a why, – why sit Benson Mayo? I mean, he is a rotation guy. I don't think he's been horrible. Do you guys? I mean, I, I think we said this on Monday. AP? I mean, I'm asking. Typically, is that it? When a when a healthy veteran who's been playing, who nobody's talked about as an inactive all week, is inactive on Sunday, I it strikes me as being about more than football. And I don't. I mean, Demontre Moore was also sat, and two days later he was cut. So again, so you saying Mayo was about to get cut? No, I'm saying I'm it, breaking news here. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm ju- I'm saying. It looks it looks suspicious to me, and maybe that was disciplinary or something like that. I don't know, but obviously it, it doesn't appear as though he's going to be cut. But maybe it's related to that. I don't know if it carries over into this week or not. So your your six biggest free agent signings over the last two years. Write it down for me. None of them are playing in this game. Most of them aren't even on the team. You're three from this year. Mayo. Four, really. I mean, Byron Bell was in there. Byron Bell, yeah. Not playing. Well, Byron Bell, he was picked up to be an insurance policy. So you don't need your insurance policy. All all he said was free agents. Yeah, I get it. And he's not active. Right, which, again, that that was probably the role they expected for him. So Bell, uh, Paya's retired. Nolan Carroll's cut. um, DeMontre Moore's cut. And then from last year, Cedric Thornton cut. Benson Mayowa was inactive last week. We'll see about this week. Hmm. I actually wrote build through the draft. I wrote my column about this yesterday. If anybody wants to read it, just saying. What 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 was your uh, what was your point? Like what was the point? Per, what, what were you saying in the? In uh, my I think o- he said Will McClay is not not doing his job. Is what are you saying? Wow. My, my overall point was no. better not. It is. I would never say that about my dear friend Billy Will McClay. Billy Will. Billy Will McClay. <laughs> I don't know if you're friends anymore. Um, after you Will. said that, my main <laughs> my main point in the story was that it's a very bad look, but the way the Cowboys have opted to build their team, one, it me saying it doesn't matter. That's not the right phrase, but it doesn't hurt them. That and that's the like when you bargain hunt like this. Right. This team is not worse off because these guys are not playing, and that's their whole strategy to begin with is they do want to build through the draft. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's frustrating, but they they haven't signed a free agent to be like a cornerstone depend on this guy player in a while. And so, like I said, it looks bad when they have to make these moves, but that's why they do it this way in the first place is so they have that flexibility. Uh, Jordan Lewis is above and beyond an upgrade over what we saw from Nolan Carroll. Yep. Pia 
Paya, I that strikes me as being a little bit different. It's not like they cut him because he couldn't play. He yeah. was pretty damn good, and he just happened to get hurt. But they, but but in all fairness, this was a recurring injury for him. This was something yeah. that would that had been around for so a while. That that one puts them in a little more of a bind than the other ones, in my opinion. And then, um, who, oh, and then, but but I'm sorry, but do they cut Cedric Thornton here? And and he is he on a team He's with the Bills? Okay, you cut Cedric Thornton. Knowing that Paya is going to be, you know, retired in a few months, would you have gone back and cut him? Yeah, maybe not. Probably not. Which but they wanted to get rid of him. But they also were able to get by those weeks without Irving with Paya. Like Paya gave yeah, you some true. something during those few weeks to where you could kind of get by until you got Irving back. And now, it, not to say he was expendable, but you would have had a decision anyway of who was going to be your yeah. starter there. And it, it's now clearly Irving right it's it's like I said it's a it's a bad look but I think Stephen Jones would rather bargain hunt and throw away these expendable guys than not you know potentially be getting production from a guy that he had given a boatload of money to which in their experience is what has happened in free agency anyway but it does it does put a lot of pressure on your draft now it does means you got to hit on your draft picks and when you have a guy like Randy Gregory that sets you back because you're not going out in free agency to do it, you're you're using picks to to build your team, and when those don't when those fall apart, then that that can really really set you back. It's it's going to be interesting because I mean we could talk until we're blue in the face about how good of a job they've done putting their offense together through the draft. Um, the defense, I and mean, we argued about this not that long ago. Like they've put plenty of resources into the defense and work hasn't worked out very well and. There's there's a few like you've you've got a few pieces now though like you've got Malik, uh, Jalen is there, whom I I mean Marcus. we'll see what happens with Demarcus, and then Taco and I would throw I would probably throw Byron in there like that's five guys that you would hope can become like the cornerstone and and Jordan Lewis don't and and yeah potentially and Cheeto, we, Cheeto. Oh. which. And maybe Xavier Woods. Like, there are lots of guys well, that you're kind of looking I, at. I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of Xavier Woods, but I'm not going to throw him into that category just because he's a sixth round pick. I mean, that's it's not that's not that crazy. But you don't put but you, have but you don't put Anthony Brown in that. That's see, what I'm saying. But like you, you have don't to do, win on those, right? And, and if you're not going to win in free agency all the time, you do have to steal some with, with the sixth round sure, picks and yeah. David Irving's. And but guys like but that. when I'm talking when I'm talking about building your team through the draft. You just have to hit on those like top 100. I got you. I mean, that's a must. Tyron, gotta have. Yeah. Tyron, Travis, Zach, Zeke. Those like I mean, Dez. Those are the ones that turn your fr- like that you build your franchise around. And if you can somehow just get like a four, late fourth round pick and make him like the yeah, that's biggest always, star that's in always, the NFL, that's always works. great. That would be good. That's always yeah. great. But, and that's the thing. Like I, I know a lot of people probably are looking at this and saying, "Man, what are they doing with the free agency?" But Looking at it overall, it's hard to say that this front office hasn't done a good job building through the draft. Because, you, like you well, said, and they have built this team and turned this this thing around to where they feel like they they've built not only a good team but a good team that can play different ways. Going and going back to my point, that's that, that's all great on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, I think in another year or two, we're gonna know just how good of a job they've done because. Right. We can no longer say that they're not investing in defense. That's not true anymore. And just we don't know if those picks are going to pan out yet. Right. 
and they haven't they haven't hit on that big time playmaker like they've hit on offense. Right. right? They've got some good solid pieces. You right. think they just haven't gotten that playmaker. Maybe Demarcus Lawrence becomes that. We'll, we'll maybe we'll have to wait and see on that. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, we got a little game for you guys. See or no? Amber's going to lead us through that. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star and uh amber got a game for us okay you guys ready we are always ready See or no you got your pronunciation right see or no okay if josh norman plays des will be the one winning this matchup see 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 last year elliot did not hit the 100-yard mark in his two games against Washington. This year, he will surpass the 150-yard mark. 150? No. No. In this game? Yeah. No. Or repeat something similar to what he did last weekend. No. I think it's going to be a struggle. For, a str- more of a struggle this week. Like a bad game? Well. Like, doesn't hit 100? It's going to be a mud bowl. Let me. Can I change your question? 100 yards. Does he hit 100 yards um, rushing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, you know what? He probably will because there's not going to be a ton of passing in this because of the weather. It's gonna. Yeah. It's supposed to rain all day. And what? This is the NFL. They can throw in the rain, can't they? I don't know. 40 to 40 degrees. I mean, it's like cold. Well, it's not cold. It's not real cold. It's not, not not when you're playing football. That's not it's cold. Not, it's not going to be the run and shoot out there. I mean, they're, they're going to. No, try, I'm not saying that. But it's going to be a grinded out game. I'll tell you this: it's if, not going to be it's like a game the last where, Boy Scout, where they, you know, the guys <laughs> running in the mud like that, dim lights and everything. <laughs> no, 
I mean, I'll tell you this. If it turns into a game where it's all about running and you can't pass, it clearly favors the Cowboys. I just don't yeah. think – I don't think the Redskins, their passing attack, I don't think it stops because it's raining. No, I don't think it stops. I think they'll still be throwing the ball. I don't, you know, it's got to be pretty dire circumstances for NFL teams not to be able to pass. 118. The rushing yards. That's what Zeke's going to run oh, for. I thought you were saying oh. Kirk Cousins oh. passing. No, no, Kirk. 118. You're pretty specific on that. 118. Okay. But you just have that epiphany as you're sitting there? 118. Oh, okay. had a vision just now. Just, just trust me. Just trust me on this. I guess we'll find out soon. Okay. Cowboys defense will be able to stop Chris Thompson. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Going to have some. At the end of this game, Cowboys fans will know who Chris Thompson is. Yeah, he's going to have Let's some just big say plays. That. They're going to know who Chris Thompson is. Okay, we've seen the Cowboys struggle against better quarterbacks, such as Aaron Rodgers, Goff. Is Kirk Cousin one of those guys that will make them really struggle here? C. C. He threw for 800 yards in their two games last year. Yeah, he will He will have his yards. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's a monsoon. He's going to have his yards against the Cowboys. Nicolás? No. First of all, the question was kind of when you said, like, Aaron Rodgers – Jared Goff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's got. He's in between those. He's got to be right? in between those. Yeah, he's in between those. Two. Uh, he's more closer to Goff. I, I mean, he hasn't really played that well against the Cowboys, in my opinion. But he throws for yards. He's going to get lots. Congratulations, of yards. but he still like misses guys deep. Uh, he still throws it in the end zone in, interceptions. He's one and four against the Cowboys. Like he, you know, I still remember the game. Uh, God, I'm trying to think when Garcon had a huge day. Remember that game? He had a huge day against Brandon Carr, who was sick, and they switched over to Skandrick. Yes, I do remember. And I just remember fourth and ten with the game on the line. Kirk Cousins, game on the line, throws it out of bounds like because he didn't want to take the sack. I was like, okay, well, that's smart football right there. I don't know. He's gotten better since then, but I still think he – I don't think he's, like, elite. No, I, I, I wouldn't call him elite, but I do think their passing offense is elite. Yeah. And, but, I mean, I think it's among some one of the best in the league, and I think – I think against this defense, I think they're going to get a lot of yards. The only thing they can do that I think this defense has shown at times that it can do is not allow them in the end zone and force yeah. them to kick field goals. And if you can do that, then I think that's the Cowboys' best chance of winning. But I think they're going to move up and down the field. On Thanksgiving last year, he completed 77% of his passes for 450 yards and three <laughs> touchdowns. That's really great. I don't know if he's going to be that good because it's going to be raining and it's going to be outdoors, but he's going to get his yards. I, I don't – I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but Kirk Cousins is going to play well against yeah. them. Yep. Okay, in this game, Demarcus Lawrence will get to his first career double-digit sack. Yes. C. Um, yeah. I'm, C. Yeah. Their whole off offensive line, like, do they even have one? Yeah. Didn't they, they have a third tackle now on their injury report? They, the whole line's on the, the injury report. The five guys that missed practice yesterday were all offensive linemen. Four starters and a backup tackle. Those are the five that missed. So now they're on their fourth tackle, fourth and fifth tackles in yeah. practice yesterday. That's that's one of the reasons that. why I think they didn't practice on Wednesday. I just they didn't really have, that have an offensive yeah. line. But all those guys are not going to miss because they would be, no. they would be pulling. They would have to be signing yeah. guys. They're not expecting all those, all those guys to miss the game. No, like Trent Williams is he's not going to practice, play. but right. he's going to play. The one I want to know about Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to you know, and Morgan Moses is going to play, but they're hard I just, to overcompensate with a bad ankle when the other one's bad. Yeah. Got two bad ankles. Yeah. That's, yeah. I just, and that's the guy going up against the Marcus Lawrence. The Cowboys better have 
Like they better have three or four sacks. There's, I mean, not More a lot of that. Ex- I think like, not a lot of excuses, not. especially for a team that likes to throw the ball anyway. They like to throw it a lot. Yeah, I think you need to be sacking him all the whole game. Like that just needs to be thirty-five sacks, something like that. Like every series, give me a sack. Like I just mm. want to see a sack every wow. series. That would be like nine sacks. There we go. Okay, cool. There we go. Lost Jag- expectations. Did you see that stat? <laughs> the Jaguars are the only team since the '84 Bears. Which is, you know, we always say the 85 Bears, but I'm sure the 84 Bears were pretty good too. Yeah. Only team to have 10 sacks in a season twice during the year, like in two different games. Saxonville. That's insane. That's well, so many. When you pick in the. They top, got talent. Yeah, they got a ton of talent. And, and the guy, and one of them. It's not even their. It's Calais Campbell, and he's yeah, not even their true. guy. Dante that's Fowler is not. He's even. got like already like eight sacks or something. Oh, like he's, he's right, right he, there. He leads the league. Does he lead the league? Yeah. Demarcus yeah. Lawrence. Fowler's not doing anything. Uh, you know who, which, all right, sorry, we're getting off topic, Amber. <laughs> Maybe good. Barry Church was right about that talent over there. Telvin Smith. Did you think he was wrong? I thought he was just being like, hi, I'm Barry Church. Everything's happy in, you know, in Jacksonville. He was kind of, I mean, I, I think He's he was. Like, I guess so. I guess they do have more talent, especially on defense. They're yeah, that's on, on defense, right, on defense. Take Jacksonville and give them that defense and put it with the Cowboys offense. Yeah, that, that's a good that's football team. Speaking of building through the draft, which – I love Anthony Hitchens, but Telvin Smith was drafted like 30 spots after him. Yeah. Just signed a $45 million extension in Jacksonville because he's Mm. a beast. Off the field issues? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, in college. In college. Not not here. Yeah. yeah, Because you got to roll the dice. So, yeah, that's fun. Anyway. Okay, well, tying up to the whole bad offensive line, or not bad, just banged up offensive line here. Taco will finally have a game where people are positively talking about him. No. Well, <laughs> no, well let me you made that sound absurd. It's not he, absurd. Our, it, no, it is absurd, and it's not about Taco. What? Because he could have a very solid game. If in order for people to not be whining about Taco, he would need to have like three sacks. That's not true. Yes, it is. If Taco got one sack. People would come in on Monday and say, "Okay, maybe wait, wait, Taco, wait. No. maybe Taco's no. having Taco no. had a positive no. day." No, yes, Pick I your would. People, wait, what, yeah, who what are you talking people? about? Because I I listened to three people upstairs that were like, "He was really close to getting to the quarterback, and he almost made a sack." If Taco, <laughs> if Taco has like, so the people that are trying to defend him, oh well, yeah, they'll find something. Did you see how he got off that three point stance? If Taco has three pressures in a, if Taco has three pressures in a sack in this game, the average response will be like sarcastic applause, like "Way to go! It took you no, half I the season." I think that's you. I don't think most people. No, would. because I honestly, I don't think most people would. I AFC. I like and defend Taco. I would yeah. I would be happy with. That. I'm telling you, the the for a lot of people, the story's already been written on him, and obviously that's not fair. But I'm telling you, that's how I don't people believe feel. That. I honestly, I, don't. Believe I do. I don't believe it. I think I think if he gets a sack this week, I think whenever he gets a sack, <laughs> whenever he gets a sack, people will come out of the game and they will want to be optimistic about him from the standpoint of, well, he got a sack. Maybe he's kind of figuring it out. Uh, I Let's think, see if maybe we're on a track see yet. See the taco think, emoji all over yeah. Twitter. Yeah, think, you will. You I will. think Absolutely. Scooter Magruder is going to be like, okay, Taco right. is making plays. <laughs> he, would, he would need to like. And he's a spokesman of fans, right? Right. He, yeah. would, he would need to be like NFC defensive rookie of the week for people to like. Otherwise, because TJ Watt's going to get two sacks in in Detroit on Sunday night, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, way to go, Taco! You got one sack halfway through the season." Like fans are harsh on first round picks. I'm just telling you right. No, now. I agree with that. I just again, I just think a sack 
maybe just a sack will do him good. Like I, I think that yes. you come away with a sack, and I think at least people will get off of him for a week, and then their their expectations will go up because the next week they'll say, "Can you do it again?" But for that one day, I think people would give him like, I "Okay, hope, he got a sack." That's I hope good. he gets there so that one of us can be proven correct. All right, it'll be me. But that's cool. All right, we'll, I guess we'll see. We will. So what, what was? We still got to get the yeah, sack first. Like, that's what I'm saying. I hope he gets that. Get I hope he takes that. I don't think he's gonna, I'd be happy to have that conversation. If he no, can get that I don't sack. think he's going to make an impact in this game at all. Not Nothing. really. He hasn't really made an impact in any game. Don't see it happening in this. Taco's game. going to get a sack and a half this game. Okay. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Right. Wait, wait till we get to crazy predictions, all right? <laughs> That's it. That's crazy. All right. Special teams will be the deciding factor in Sunday's game. Oh, God. No. See? I think so. They don't make field goals. Cowboys have a new kicker. Oh, yeah. It's going right. to be the, the field position is going to be real important. I think that's a really good one. Yes, I think special teams. And special teams, you can argue, usually is a factor somehow. Some, even the this last game, the, the biggest – Play in the game was a special teams play. The starting kicker for both teams is out. So you're right. It, it factors in now because you've got backup kickers on both teams having to kick field goals in inclement weather. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Actually, I agree with you. I'm going to change my answer. That makes, <laughs> me, that makes me nauseous just thinking about it. Like, right till you get the press box food up there. In well, Washington. it's, it's 23, 24. Horrible. Nauseous. 23 to 24 with like 120 to play. The Cowboys are on like the 28-yard line. Out. Did you just say 23 to 24? What's wrong with that? Seriously. What? Okay, go ahead. Is that your score? I'm that just you were using say? it as a hypothetical anyway. I like just thought, I just didn't think you would ever go. I mean, that's always higher score first. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's, that's something I would say. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's 23 to that 24. That's going to be on your annual review. I thought you know it was something right. serious. <laughs> you know that's going to be on your Cowboys are on the 20 How is the writer <laughs> saying this? All right. All right. Finish your finish your backwards point. <laughs> Go ahead, on, Dave. They'll be on the 28-yard line. Uh-huh. Well within Dan Bailey's range. <laughs> and we'll just have to watch. And run Nugget out there and see what happens. Watch and see what happens. I will be on the field at that point because I was wondering, is it going to be where we have the perfect view ever or is it going to look like, oh, that's somewhere in South Carolina? Yeah. Where I can't tell the where it is. I hate this trip more than any trip it's, in the league. It's just, it's the press box. It's just so bad. It's the press Everything box. Everything about it. It's like all of their Homer guys that are screaming and yelling in the press box I think during the game. It I is the worst food. when it comes to cheering. Yeah, it is. Like, box, the they got half food, of their, the worst form, like, half of their alumni base is in the press box and yeah. just rooting for their team. And it's like, you the, got this horrible view, food over there. The, the view, view is, is garbage. Bad. I think yeah, FedEx Field, everything. I can't believe FedEx Field was built in the 90s. Like, it should be way better than it is. It was built in the 90s? Yeah. Wow. It opened in like '95 or '96. Like it's not that old. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It is a dump. '96 was the last game at RFK. The so this was 90s. built in '97. Yeah, '97 was, was the first. Wow, a dump. Considering I wouldn't say dump. I think it's a dump. Like when you say dump, then you're thinking about the Oakland, like right. 49ers old stadium, and yeah, the Oakland. Oakland like, is a special caliber of dump, but I still think FedEx Field is a dump. I didn't know there were different versions. Yeah, there's dump. levels. There's levels <laughs> to this. Levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. There's levels to this. Speaking of tacos. All right. Were you going to say something? No. Yo, he did. Oh. Go ahead. Wow. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about Taco Charlton. Oh, I thought you were saying no, Taco. No, 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 no. I thought you were trying to equate dump to taco. No, 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 no. no. 
It's like, wow, that's pretty harsh. No, I actually think he, I think he plays okay. Like I, I, I know that from a first round pick, you're expecting more. But remember, they didn't view him as a first round right. pick. They, they think he's a second round pick. But that's you know what, what? you to have remember. to turn in the card. Yeah, and so. I, I really think Taco Charlton, I think Jordan Lewis plays a factor into this. I really believe they have the draft so pegged, they know who's not taking Jordan Lewis, who is taking Jordan Lewis, who's not going to take this player, how, where they can get Switzer versus the pump free guy. They, they knew they were going to take Jordan Lewis, and that's why I think that was better for them to get him than take Kevin King or somebody right there. Now, I guess you could say TJ Watt if you wanted to go to another defensive end. But, yep. But. I'm a believer in when you get a first-round pick that I just need to in that first year, whether it's in training camp, preseason, regular season, just a few times I need to see a flash of something that makes yeah. me say, wow, that guy can be – if he can do that consistently, he can be special. And I have seen those moments when Taco has done something in training camp where I was like, wow, that was impressive. So that's the point. If you can do that, then it says you're capable – now can you figure out how to do it consistently? And that's the now the challenge for him is how do you do that consistently? How do you do that in a regular season game? How do you then get consistent enough to do it regularly? And it takes a little while. Typically, the lower the, the draft pick or the lower the quality of the player, the longer it takes to get to that point. So it might take a little well, while. And again, we've talked about the position itself, that it is a position that it takes a little bit of time to get the handle of it. And kind of you usually don't tend to jump in and be great right away. He doesn't have an NFL body right now to play that position. No, he has an NBA body, but he needs the NFL body. And I think he needs some weights in his pocket. Yep. Okay, just to close off the game, looking at the rest of the schedule, this is definitely a must win for the Cowboys. No. C. 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 A must win. Have to win. I would have expected you to say C too. Why not? Here comes math. It's 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 just I don't know. It's common sense. Like why is it's this just, a must win game? Well, I, I'll put it to you like this. Number one, it's division. Number two, it's a team that's right there in that middle of the pack where they you're, are where you're going to be battling with them for uh, for um, um, for playoff for the the wild, wild card, card spots, right? Um, so to me, it's like if you lose this game, you're putting yourself now. Yes, must win. No, because mathematically, it's not a must win. But just when you think about. How this is the type of game that if you lose it, you'll come week sixteen, week seventeen, and you'll be like, that game right there no, is that, what may cost us the playoff. That game already happened, and it was against the Rams here. That's the game where you look back and say, man, we really shot ourselves in the foot. This is a, okay. It's a division game. You're already one and one in the division. The Redskins are already zero and two, so you're still up on them even if you lose this game in terms of division. Obviously, they go ahead of you in overall record. Right. But by beating the 49ers, you're already 500. So if you lose this game, you fall one game under. Obviously, that's not ideal with games against Kansas City and Atlanta coming up. Hold on. What's the division record you've got the Cowboys at? They're all one and zero. He was saying if they lose, right, they would right, be right. one and one. Gotcha. They would still have a better division winning percentage than the Redskins if they lose this game. Okay, but yeah. the, that means they fall one more game behind with all those other teams that are right there in the middle for wild card spots. They're three and four. Again, it's not ideal with tough op- tough opponents coming up, but that's why that's why I said San Francisco was a must win because with this stretch coming up, you couldn't have afforded to be under five hundred going into this. But now. You lose this game, no, it's not great, but you can steal one from Atlanta or Kansas City, and then you're probably four and five going into that Thanksgiving Washington Philly stretch. Then you start having have to do work in the division. Obviously, must you're helping yourself by winning this game. Obviously, must win to do what? Make the playoffs or to win the division? 
Because if you want to, if win you want to win the division, you better win. That's kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, if you want to win, the, if you want to win the division, then this is probably a must-win. But I think I'm already conceding the division to the Eagles. Like, I'm mean, obviously they're not going to, but I, me, it seems unlikely that they can dig out of that. I, I need, to, the, I need to play them first before I would say. But that's and I wrote about that in my column too. It's not going to matter. They don't play till week eleven. The Eagles are. Unless they just completely gag and lose to San Francisco at home, they're about to be seven and one. They're probably going to be no worse than like what, not eight and one, eight and two when they play the Cowboys. It's it's not going to matter because they waited till after the halfway point of the season to have those two teams play a game. So even if you sweep the Eagles, it's they're going to have enough of a lead on you that it but might not matter. I guess the way I'm looking at it is, I I think right now everybody, I, I believe that the Rams will continue to do what they're doing. They're going to drop some games. But they'll continue to do what they're doing. I think they end up probably either winning that division or it'll be very close between them and Seattle. I think Seattle will be not far behind them, if behind them. So I think both those teams are probably going to make the playoffs. So really the Cowboys are battling with all those other teams sure. for one spot. That's why I say, really, and it's not just, just within the division, it's NFC games that they play are a premium right now. You can only afford to drop probably three more games if you're going to make the playoffs. Maybe four. I, I think mean, nine. I think nine is probably the number you need to hit to get a wild card. I think. I, I think ten is probably going to be the number this year. But so. but either way, if if you are if you do believe that it's ten, I think that the only games you really can afford to drop at this point are AFC games if you're battling for wild card spots because all those other teams you're playing, you're going to be battling with them for that wild card spot and head to head is going to make a difference. I hear you. I but. I hear you, but I don't, I don't agree. agree with you. I don't, I don't <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. I, this, all you would prefer to win every game in the NFL. There's so few of them. You yeah. need to win them. But th- I don't. This isn't a must win. Like this, it, I don't think this drastically changes the outlooks for their season if they don't win it. That's all just right. me. All right. That it? Yes, sir. Thank you. That was a great game. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get some questions from you guys. Our numbers two one four eight seven two. 2102 against 214-872-2102 or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, want a smartphone built for us. With AT&T and DirecTV, you can get the Samsung Galaxy S8. With an infinity edge-to-edge screen, it's perfect for entertainment. We want exactly what you just said. Buy a Samsung Galaxy S8 and get one free after bill credits when you buy both on AT&T Next and have DirecTV. Visit your local AT&T store today. Buy each for $750 on installment agreement with eligible service. New line is free up to $750 in credits over 30 months. Credits start in two to three bills if service canceled by balance due. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Limited time offers. See store for details. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. 
You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break. Glad from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Dave. A true cowboy loves his freedom. And Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom wherever it counts with a contour pouch that nestles you in fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. See, or no. I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Freedom is not what I think of. It's just, it, it, it's freedom. It, it's comfortable, but it's like, it's all, it's just. It's all held in together down there, you know, like it's very it's secure. Security is what I think of when I think of Tommy John. No? Yeah. Not freedom? No, not really. It's like uh just like Nick always says, it's like wearing nothing. Like that's freedom. Right? I suppose. I don't know. We don't need to get into the no the visual imagery here, but I really like Tommy John underwear. There's like five different thoughts that just went through my head. Share them. Nah, I bet I'm you won't. I, keep I, bet, my mouth I bet you won't. I bet you won't. Bet you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I bet four of them are inappropriate. Yeah, that's no, why I I'm bet five and a half are inappropriate. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into some questions. You guys call us. The number is 214-872-2102, or you can also hit us uh, on Twitter at Cowboys Break, and we'll take questions that way as well. Let's take a question from Twitter. What's more important, containing the running game or containing Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed? Running game, always more important. Yeah, running. I mean, no, it is because I'm, Kirk Cousins can bomb away on you and you can still win this game. They did it twice last year. But if you just if you can't stop the run, you can't do anything. You can't get your offense off the field. You can't give your defense a break. You're not making them really work that hard for their yardage or points. I mean, it, it always starts with the run. You know, Trevor Simeon and, and you know, the, you think about that game, you think about golf, you know, they, they just couldn't stop the, the run. And I know that Washington's going to kind of look at it pass first, but they will still run the football. And if they haven't some success there, I mean, then you know that they're, they're not going to stop the pass. Yeah, but I guess, I guess the way I look at it is – question was against the tight ends – Versus the back, not Kirk right. Cousins, not passing game versus the, you know. Yeah, and I, I agree with you guys on a from a from just a an overall standpoint. Any game, you got to stop the run first. I guess where I'm a little bit shaken on this question is I don't think the Redskins are a good running team. I think they pose way more of a threat all with their tight the more, ends catching the passes. All the more reason why it's important. Like they shouldn't be able to run the ball on you if no, they, if they I, can. I get that. Understand what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying is I guess I'm putting it in context of the thing that I think can hurt the Cowboys more in this game. I don't think the running game can hurt them because I don't think they run the ball very well, and I don't think they stay committed to the run. I think what what can hurt them in this game more so is those tight ends because of the way they use Vernon Davis. Did you watch, did you watch the Packers game? 
Yeah. Did, did, what you just said sounds straight out of the Packers. Like they don't, they're not committed to the running game and they don't do it very well. And then some guy nobody's ever heard of ran for a buck 30 on him. Yep. And at the end of the day, the reason why they lost was not because of the running game. It was because Aaron Rodgers. I just disagree. Kicked certainly them apart. didn't help. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously. Kicked them apart. Aaron Rodgers obviously made the, the difference run. in crunch time, but like they, they did everything they wanted to do. They set up over the if fact they that could, if they could have stopped the run. If they would have stopped the run, they would have won the game. Yeah. How's that? Well, because they wouldn't have gone come down to that at the end it wouldn't have come down to i mean a lot of those drives that aaron Rodgers had were because of the running game i think the cowboys would have won the game the cowboys absolutely would have won that game if they had shut down the run or at the very least they would have made aaron Rodgers throw for 500 to beat him which he could have done exactly like but he's saying that that couldn't happen but he didn't have to he didn't have to i'm just saying i you know look look at the giants game First of the year, look at the Cardinals game. Look at the Packers game. Those three teams are similar in that they 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 don't have much of a running game. They didn't those first two games. They didn't have any running game. And even though the Cardinals put up some yards with Larry Fitzgerald, at the end of the day, it, it, they weren't balanced enough. Packers were balanced, and that's what all we're saying is is that if the Redskins get balanced, then they could really be in trouble. Because because what they're doing is, I mean, they're three and three doing it their way. They would like to run the ball if they could. This offensive line, though, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen this week. It would be all the worse for the Cowboys if it does. I mean, they yeah. should not be able to. That should not be that big of an issue. I'm telling you though, the Chargers, 2012, maybe 13, 13. I mean, they had no offensive line going into that game, and I think they patched it together. And Philip Rivers went for like 400. That game sucked. The Cowboys went into the break with the 21-10 lead because Sean Lee picked sixth Phillip Rivers. And, like, it was – it was 2013, the Cowboys went into the break with about four wins and got none of them. Like, they – I mean, they had a 23-point lead on Green Bay. They lost. They had an 11-point lead on Phillip Rivers. They lost. Well, this was the first game, this last game, where they actually did something in the third quarter. You know, they were being outscored 37-7 to in the third quarter before last week's game. Yikes. Wow. Yes. Like what's what's happening at halftime? And I'm trying to remember Just back like what happened like at these games. PS4 or something? What's maybe no adjustments? <laughs> no adjustments needed except for in halftime. That's where you need adjustments. Maybe they shouldn't. Not be with wearing, Tommy John's. Maybe, you don't. But maybe they shouldn't be wearing Tommy John's on game day because you want to make adjustments on game day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. We got a call from Rob in Las Her. Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey everybody. Hey. How you doing? Hey, speaking of Tommy John, the only person that should be doing that read is, is no, Amber. No, I agree. When she does it. It throws a little bit of Spanish in. Those it's better. Flying off the shelf. It's I much think, better. I she, think you're right. She should be the spokesperson. Getting to the game, uh, it's a must win. I know mathematically it isn't, but you uh, Redskins are uh, injured. We're not. We're coming off a big win. Zeke looks like Zeke. We're feeling good. If you're going to be a, a playoff team, you got to get on a run somewhere and uh why not start now and in the vision i think the key to the game is first down when this team holds them the running game to three yards three and a half yards on first down compared to we were giving up close to five and we were only running for about two and a half yards and now we're running more closer to five that's the that's the key especially if you think this is going to be a high scoring game just the time of possession we may need that extra, you know, possession in the game. And the teams that we lost to, you know, Denver, ran the ball. Uh, Green Bay, I, I agree. That running back uh, 
beat us up. And even on that last drive, that, that run that he pulled off, I think was the deciding factor. We uh, have Sean Lee. If we could just hold them, you know, three yards on first down on the run, this team does not do multiple things well. I don't know if it's the linebackers or safeties. What I mean is when they know it's a pass, we could get pressure. I think they do pretty good. But when it's that second and five and they're not sure what they're going to do, we suffer. So I think first down is the key on both sides. I think we win by 10. I don't want to give the score because I'm horrible at it. I think we win by 10. All right. Thanks for the call. That would be dope. I, I mean, I know they just won a game by 30 points, but I don't trust these guys to win a division game by 10 points on the road. No, oh, yeah. Not, these division games are too hard. Like it's, it's. I'm, I, I'm surprised the Cowboys won by as much as they did against the Giants. It's just they're hard, and and teams know you. It's just that doesn't happen very often, especially in this division. I'm tr- yeah. They, I mean, they beat the Giants pretty good in Week One, but even I mean, last you know, the, both of the Redskins games came right down to the wire. Yeah. The Eagles, what, Eagles here was uh, overtime, mm-hmm. was it not? Yeah. Yep. So, no, not happening. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into our uh, predictions for the game. We'll start with you, Amber. Give me a uh, a prediction for this uh, upcoming game: Cowboys versus Redskins. Um, <clears throat> Xavier Woods shows up in this game and is able to create some turnovers for the Cowboys. That will definitely help them. Cowboys win thirty four twenty seven. Thirty-four yeah. twenty-seven, something like that. Yeah, All right. thirty-four twenty-seven. Um, I, I, I'm gonna say the Cowboys. I want to pick the Redskins to win this game, but I just can't with the way that their offensive line is. I think the Cowboys are in better shape right now, uh, coming off that game like they did, where they didn't have to play as much there off the bye week against a short team with a short week that's very banged up. So I'm going to say the Cowboys will win. It'll be close. I'm going to say 23-20 to 20 in overtime. My crazy prediction Ooh. is that Nugent will miss a couple of field goals, but he'll make the game winner in overtime, 23-20. 23-20. All right, Dave? I was, was going to say something similar to that. I, I, I think you're going to miss Dan Bailey in this game, but Nugent will still find a way to get the job done. I don't know if he has a game winner. I'm thinking, I think the score up there was 27-23 last year. I'm going to say, so take a little bit off that because of the rain. I think the Cowboys win 24-20. I think Nugent, but I, I think Nugent scores their last points of the game. Fourth quarter, uh, defense holds on partially. I, I, I see Kirk Cousins having the ball with a chance to win this game, and Demarcus Lawrence gets a sack to, to finish this thing off. But I do. it's going to be dramatic. I actually have the exact same score as you do, 24-20. I think it's great. Minds think alike. Yeah, no, I I think that it's. I agree with you. I think this is going to be less scoring than I than you would normally see in this kind of matchup with te- two high-powered offenses. Um, and I do think there'll be some challenges on both sides of this, both sides with regards to kicking field goals. I think both teams will miss a field goal, at least one uh, or extra point. <laughs> so I think it will make it kind of interesting here uh, because there will be some challenges that both teams are having to deal with with the rain and with uh, backup kickers. But I think the final score, 24-20, I think the Cowboys can get the win. I think the Cowboys are the better team. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a close one. I do think it's a very close game all the way throughout. 
All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, We will tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!